Welcome to the Pin Leader Podcast, where strategic leaders get straight to the topics, strengthening our awareness and sharpening our minds. The Pin Leader Podcast is produced by Roar, a production division of Maze and Associates LTD. Find out more at www.maysassociatesltd.com. Now here is your award-winning host, Dr. Shan DeGore. Welcome back to the Pin Leader Podcast. And today we're going to be talking about the importance of community engagement and how it not only impact those in the community, but also within organizations. And I have today with me, Mr. Reginald Temple, who is a seasoned financial professional with more than 25 years experience in banking and financial services. He currently holds the position of Vice President and Director of Community Development at Premier Bank. He's earned his bachelor's in communications from the University of Toledo, completed an MBA with a specialization in community economic development from Southern New Hampshire University, and he's also graduated from the Barrett Graduate School of Banking program at Christian Brothers University in Memphis, Tennessee. He's had not only this experience in banking, but also with so much in community engagement with his role. And so I'm excited to have him with me. Hello, Reginald. Good afternoon. Thank you for having me. Excellent. So I'm going to start off with a question. What are you passionate about? Uh, So many different topics, but right there at the top is just community, all the different aspects of community. So my role is all about community. We have a responsibility as a financial institution and an anchor institution to hold our our weight in the community. It shines through. One of the things that you learn real quick uh, when you work for a large company is that it is oftentimes hard to separate yourself from the company. And so whether I am walking around with branded clothing on or not, once people know that you work for, in my case, Premier Bank, um, I'm viewed as somebody that is Premier Bank no matter where I go. I have to be genuine whenever I'm active in the community. And so I do a lot to give back to the community via board positions or fraternal organizations if it, the opportunity arises. So giving back to the community, understanding where the need is, and trying to do my best to address those needs in various ways. And I think that giving back, especially in the positions you have, it might be a natural fit because it's in your job description, but it goes you go so far beyond your job description because of being on councils and committees and a number of nonprofit organizations. Can you talk about how you even got into that role and became a leader within these areas? Sure. So the one thing about being the director of community development, what it allows me to do is be authentic. So no matter what space that I'm you know, I'm representing, I'm always authentic. And it's great because I can bring my entire self every day, all day to work. And how I got involved with some of the organizations that I participate in uh, was really, you know, you start off from the smaller nonprofit volunteering and people in the community, they see things in you and they tap you on the shoulder and they say, hey, you may be good here or I see this in you and I would like to pull that out. Why don't you attend this with me? I gained exposure just by you know, being myself, being present and saying yes to opportunities. Other opportunities came from there where you, I hate to say this term, but you kind of graduate, you know, your levels and boards, right? There are different boards. And so you sit on some of these boards with, with other individuals that are more influential 
They see what you have to offer. They see accomplishments happening. And so they want you to help maybe an organization that they're passionate with, that they're affiliated with, so that you could bring the value that you've shown in the current position to the new position. So that actually leads me into something I read recently about, uh, it's from a group called Public Input, and they're talking about how you can effectively do community engagement. They talk about these steps and they talk about meeting people where they are, reaching people, not only with the most needed impact, and then reducing the time and effort with the right tools to that community, and then both online and offline presence and making sure that you're engaging in both. Can you speak to a little bit about what you see in those areas? I don't know if you agree with public input when they are sharing that. First of all, you are going to always have a lot of hard work in front of you Mm -hmm. when you're talking about community engagement. Mm -hmm. There's so many different needs out there, Mm -hmm. but there's also a lot of hard work that you have to bring to the table. There's a need for us to engage with our community. So if I'm talking about my company in particular, as a stakeholder in our community, as an anchor in our community, I feel like we have certain responsibilities that we have to live up to. And so we have to go out, we have to talk to other stakeholders and see what it is that they are trying to attack, how we can help them accomplish their missions, because that will help us get to ours, right? We can't do everything in the community by ourselves, but we're also not um, experts on everything that, you know, taking place in the community or needs to take place. So building those relationships, understanding the missions of the other stakeholders that are also uh, propping up the community and working together, not only to fulfill our mission and to deliver the best products and services that we feel like we can, you also want to support the others that are also attacking different avenues and, and different topics in the community so that they can get to their mission and then you have an overall stronger network uh, within your community. Mm-hmm. Thinking about some of the strongest partners and stakeholders, what would you say if, if you're a leader and you're attempting to do more community engagement, you want to reach more audiences, you want to make sure to give back, how would you go about doing it? What, what are the three steps to try to go out there and increase that? What would you suggest? Well, first of all, I, I'm a strong believer in finding out what your passion is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't volunteer, you can't give back if your heart's not there. Right. So I can understand that my passion is around financial literacy, uh, advocacy, home ownership, things along those lines in, in, in some aspects. But I also know what I don't have a passion for, what I don't have an interest in. So, you know, trying to stay in my lane, so to speak, and my passion, and I try to step outside of that to make your intentions and your desires known, right? And mm-hmm. let let individuals that are already in that space, let them know that you would like to help and that you're willing, able, and available to help. And then lastly, do what you say you're going to do. Mm. If you say mm-hmm. you're going to help, <laughs> um, if you say you're going to be present or support, then you need to absolutely do that so that your word has value as you move forward. Because as I said earlier, you will put yourself in a space where you have other individuals that are looking at you, sizing up your value to see if they can attach themselves to you, your effort, your brand, whatever the case may be. But if your word is not solid, 
that will be the end of that. So that makes me think of individuals who could be out there thinking, well, I'm, I'm in 15 organizations and maybe, and they might lead 10 of those 15 organizations and they may be everywhere, but nowhere because those organizations need input and need leadership. Can you talk to the ability to say no, a moment of discernment needs to happen. What would you suggest to those leaders who really are everywhere, but I don't say nowhere, but not engaged in the way you described. <laughs> Saying no is a is that's a learned that's a learned action, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. you're eager, and when you're early in your career, you don't want to say no because you don't want to miss out on anything. You you fear if I say no to this opportunity, I won't get another opportunity. And next thing you know, you're on ten boards, you're in ten different functions, you're fundraising for ten different events, and you're absolutely burned out, and you kind of lost focus on, you know, what should be the main thing, which is your career, your job, right? Your involvement should be a byproduct of what you, what it is that you're responsible for day in and day out. An individual, I feel, will get to a point where they have to say no, like the decision is made for them to say no, because you no longer have the capacity to say yes. And then once you get to that point of saying no, now you have to decide how do I downsize? What's mm-hmm. really important? What can I step away from? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the that is where I feel my growth and leadership started to happen because then I started to look around me and say, well, I don't want to just leave this organization high and dry. So who can I bring to the table? Who can I bring up? And I really think that's where my leadership growth started. Mm-hmm. So especially in community engagement, because you're outward or externally facing right from your organization. Others are watching to see if you're authentic and if you are going to say and be and do what you said you were going to do. Mm -hmm. So there's even some additional pressure when you're in a very important role like you are and have done it so successfully. What is it that you would think in bringing succession? You talked a little bit about succession. What do you do or how would you suggest someone to really take a look at that next generation of leader? I think the first thing when looking at the next generation is just understand that it's not your generation, mm. right? The mm-hmm. next generation is just so different. <laughs> yes, they are. Um, then, you know, my generation and my generation is different than a generation that came before me. So, and it's oftentimes said like, oh, these, these new kids or this new generation is this or that differently influenced than what we were, mm-hmm. right? So the new generation is more tech savvy because tech was in their hands a lot sooner than it was in ours. And, you know, so examples like that, but looking at how do we pull up the next generation? How do you create leaders from the next generation um, is just understanding who they are, what makes them tick and don't try to force them into the box of our generation, mm-hmm. right? See what their value is, see what them being tech savvy or them being, um, a little bit more free, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe we're more structured in how we are moving here, there. They may be more free. If you try to understand what it is that one they're trying to accomplish, what makes them tick, and the value that they bring in, you know, from their generation, then you you can align their value, their positive traits to the need of the organization or the effort uh, that you're trying to impact. That's interesting because it used to be, I remember in uh, leadership and development, not so much during my programs uh, through my education, 
but before that, I'd say, I'd say 80s, I'll talk about the 80s. I remember there was a conversation about really mimicking the leader that you are being mentored by. Try to do what they do, follow what they do. And so your individuality seemed to really fade away. What you just explained is a different approach. And I think that different approach is applied today is trying to tap into the skill sets and the experiences that the next generation brings versus trying to make a mini me, right? right? I mean, that's what you're saying. And so what are your thoughts? I know that's how I remember that was training early on, follow and do what they do. What would you suggest if someone was trying to, within an organization, especially with community engagement, what would you suggest that they do to try to bring someone along to understand the importance of community engagement? I definitely would not suggest trying to mimic uh, <laughs> the individual that, you know, either you're aspiring to be or, you know, even maybe the mentor. And the number one reason for me is I don't know what trouble they got into along the way. Oh, boy. Right, right there. And so <laughs> I don't, you know, I don't know if, you know, my mentor got in trouble because they were <laughs> you know, strong headed here or there. So, and a lot of times that's not shared, right? Mm -hmm. Unless you have a very close relationship that, you know, they are opening up, well, okay, well, if you do this, you know, I had trouble here, you know, I would one, try to encourage an individual to take the positives of that relationship, that mentorship, and see how they can apply it to themselves. Now, if an individual is looking to get involved in community engagement, or if I am trying to pull someone in, again, I, I have to identify the passion um, that's driving them. And I also have to make sure that they have the heart for it. Mm -hmm. So when we are, when you're talking community engagement, and then I'm going to stop the, I'm, I'm going to drop the engagement piece. And when we're talking about community, there's a lot there, mm -hmm. you know, and there's impact to people's livelihood, to people's jobs, to people, you know, community could be, you know, the needs of community could be housing, it could be nutrition, it could be health. If you don't have the heart to really put it out there and to commit to it, you could be really doing damage to someone's livelihood. And if an organization, if you start working with an organization and they allow you the privilege to gain access to the folks that they're serving, then you don't want to misplace their trust, uh, which in turn impacts the trust that that individual has for the organization. Mm. It, there's a, you know, there's a huge responsibility when you are saying that, you know, I'm in community or I want to be engaged because it's all about seeing it through mm -hmm. uh, from start to finish. And it's all about being authentic. And so if I'm going to bring someone into that, I have to see that. That's the mm -hmm. one thing that I want to make sure is present. I can work with the, well, that's different. That's not how I would have done it. But I, we can work through that because there's more than one way to accomplish a goal. But if without that passion, without the heart, it's going to be very hard for me to actively and continuously try to bring you along because that's that's very much needed. And it would also mean that your brand is at stake too, because it doesn't appear that someone would be engaged and you're bringing them, they're looking at you. Well, if you bring them into my community, I trust you because you have follow through and you've built relationships where the other individual was really, we're not quite at trust with them, but because you brought them, they have some level of credibility. 
but you can lose that credibility in community very easily if you don't follow through and if people don't understand why you can't engage. If there's a reason, I think it's very, up, you need to be upfront why you can't engage too. Right. And be honest about it, right? And if mm -hmm. it's if it's not a good time, if there's personal things going on in your life, just be authentic in in, in your response and your in your interaction. There, you know, the need is the need is always going to be there in community. There's always some kind of need, and if you identify something that you're passionate about, nine times out of ten, that's going to be there. These organizations, the individuals leading certain efforts, just want people that's open and honest. And they want to be able to take you at your word. There's a desire to want to engage. Sure. So at Pen Leader, we talk about the three attributes, uh, about being strength of character, uh, being sharp in the, whatever areas that you are leading uh, in education and experience, and then being able to be self-aware, straight with yourself, and straight on plan, whatever that strategic plan is. Can you share with our listeners on how you would rank those as importance of a pen leader or someone who would be a leader in their industry? I think I would leave them exactly how you have it. So character being first, okay. right? And mm -hmm. so, because that's who I am, right? Mm -hmm. And that, again, I've talked about being um, authentic and allowing people to take me at my word. And so I would most definitely want to put that first. And then being aware is all about, you know, I, I view that as capacity, mm -hmm. right? So mm -hmm. with my character and, and being able to say this is where I'm going to be, um, but also being aware of what I have going on in my world, and and then bring, being able to being able and responsible enough to be able to step away if I have to, to be able to speak up at the table if I can do more. You know, I I don't think that I would. I think you kind of set me up like that to see if I would change it, but no, I, I, I wouldn't. Did not set you up, my friend. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't change. I wouldn't change those at all. Well, I, I, I can't say thank you enough for coming on and really talking about how important it is for community engagement. I know it's your passion and it comes through uh, in your leadership. I think it's important for our listeners to know that if they haven't done community engagement or if they've thought about it or they're trying to encourage within the organization to do community engagement, how rewarding it truly can be, and especially in giving back to community. So thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. I certainly appreciate the opportunity to get here and, and chat with you. Excellent. For those that are listening, please don't forget to subscribe. We're glad that you're listening to the topics, the very relevant topics that we carry on the show, and that we're always getting straight to the point, bring more awareness to these topic areas, and of course, strengthen your awareness and sharpening your minds. So until next time. The Pen Leader Podcast is hosted by Dr. Shan DeGore and brought to you by Mason Associates LTD, creating customized solutions for growth in the areas of leadership development, strategic planning, and culture building. Find out more at www.maysassociatesltd.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the Pen Leader Podcast and share with others.